ESTN DB HD1, Atlanta, Charlotte, a Situations Media Station. It's time to talk mental health, Mental Health Monday, right now on The Morning Machine. Yes, that's right. It is another Monday morning, a holiday of sorts, and we are here on The Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move, and you know it's always moving and grooving every single day. And before we even get into a phenomenal day, a phenomenal woman always and forever will have something to say. Good morning, Mr. Green Jeans. Yes, good morning, Mom, in the spirit and radio land and all over the world that we walk on. And it is another day to wake up and get this learning experience called life. The holiday doesn't stop you from getting that learning experience. And in this life, we talk the mental health monday summer series and that's presented by paradigm shift marathon of the mindset the phenomenal book by coach jarvis jordan and uh you get want to go get that on amazon.com right now and if you see the flyer go ahead and scan the qr code it'll get you directly to where you need to be to order this phenomenal book and Joining us this morning, uh, we heard from him before, and he definitely did a phenomenal job in the summer series back in June to kick us all off in the first week. But now it is No Lie July, and I like to call it No Lie July because it is no lie that mental health needs to be conversated a lot more. We need to check on our people, and that is is no lie and so we talk about our guest this morning he really needs no introduction but i'm going to do it anyway (laughs) mr norman gladden and he he is uh basically from philadelphia of course the city of brotherly and sisterly love graduating from germantown high school in 1984 yep that's right my late mother went to Germantown High School, and a lot of my family went to Germantown High School. So shout out to everybody at Germantown High School, the legacy of Germantown High School. And, of course, took on several different jobs. 1991 is the year that he found a job that would change his life. Started working as a mental health technician for North Philadelphia Health Systems. This job taught him the importance and seriousness of mental health. And that's no lie in July. Spent over 20 years working and helping individuals with mental health challenges. And even recently in August of 2021, almost a year ago, he earned his bachelor's degree in the science of human service. Husband and father of five and his faith is what drives him to be the voice for the voiceless. I give you Mr. Norman Gladden. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Rob. How are you, sir? Doing phenomenal. Always phenomenal. And uh, I'm glad that we are having a uh, phenomenal week. And we know that today is another holiday. We won't mention it because, you know, we've (laughs) already had Juneteenth and we know what this the real day is all about. However, and uh, and by the way, that takes on a lot of trauma, too. Uh, some sure. may still be traumatized by that sort of fact, especially, the, you know, with what their ancestors dealt with prior to this life that we're in right now. But 
you left us with a little cliffhanger last time. Let's talk <laughs> about that cliffhanger you left. Where did you leave off? Hey, listen, I left off with the uh, just telling the story, but I, I never really got to tie up how where I met today and how I got here. And um, thank you so much for that introduction. I mean, you make me sound larger than life, but uh, it's awesome first to be a part of this process in Mental Health Monday with the Mental Health Monday series. And I also like to thank uh, Shanice for this opportunity and also for Dr. Bowen for taking off this time and allowing me to come in and, and, and act as a, a substitute for him. Um, Dr. Bowen is an awesome man. I know him spiritually and personally. So, um, thank um him for this opportunity also for jarvis um and also for you rob um you 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 thrilled me the last time you introduced me because i was like you was like your mom went to germantown and ironically we graduated in the same year um and also after speaking with you uh previously you know you still sent pictures and yeah she was in my graduation class and you know mm-hmm. rest in peace to your mom and may her memory ever be for a blessing thank and that's you, what we you. need to get to a space where their memories are not only unwanted are no longer unwanted but they're invited and yes. that's where i wanted to get to because my trauma um was started at age 17 and I, I, like I said earlier, I was raised in a religious space. I was relate, um, raised in a, in, in a religious community where I went to service. Uh, we went to service, like, I mean, probably around six days, six days a week. I, and, I mean, every day of the week. <laughs> we right, went to right. prayer every night. And uh, we, 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 had, we, we, we observed um, the Sabbath, so we, we had service on the weekends. And then on Sunday night would be our dress-up night. We would go back, and all the ladies would wear the fancy hats, and we would go to service and have prayer on, uh, on Sunday nights. So right. I was related, raised in this spiritual realm. And when my mom died, the spiritual is what kicked in first. And you know how people always say, well, you know, God never uh, makes a mistake. God right. never... Um, he never takes a, takes away an apple unless he gives you an orange, and if you be real good, he'll give you a pomegranate. And see, the, mm-hmm. I was raised on all of these these terms of how God is going to help you and God is going to provide for you. The part that is always left out is God has sent people to help us. God has sent doctors. Doctor, doc, doc, God has sent all of these individuals to also help you. And that is the point where... And I don't really, you know, and, and you know how you go back and you start thinking. You say, well, you know, my dad, my dad gave me everything he had. And, you know, I, I, I've gotten to a point at a, as an adult that, you know how some some people want to go back and you want to blame your parents. They, they, they weren't rich. So they weren't able to put you in this kind of situation, this kind of situation. And we go back and just start blaming them as opposed to thanking them. And I, 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 I today... I thank my parents for instilling in me this this way of living for one and also instilling me with an ability to want to seek and seek more knowledge to better myself and better my opportunities. So, of course, I'm a father of five. I also have a son-in-law, so he's my 
you know, he's my son. Mm -hmm. So I am raising a family and a religious family, but I've also raising them to be, be educated to, if you're not feeling your best, if it's something that we can help you with mentally, then we need to get that taken care of. And that's where I want to talk some of the things that I want to talk about because I didn't go and get counseling counseling. I actually got counseling through listening to this young man's story, which in turn was my story. So that's how I got, I got, I got the help. I got it being a therapist to someone else. And in turn, that person giving me the help that I need to start the process of it's not bad to think about my mom. It's not bad to think about my mom. And then what I started to do is go into my circles and start talking about my mom and made it comfortable that, yeah, let's talk about my mom. So you can talk about her and I can talk about her and then we can all start living. Uh, we, we live through her, you know, we, our, we live through her memories. Right. So, you, um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but where where I stopped off and where I, you know, our time ran out the last time is I was telling you the story about the kid who came in the hospital, and he came and he was 17, and you know, quickly just he was telling us about his story, and and in the room, in the room of therapy, he started telling his story, which was my story. His mom died; he was 17. My mom died; I was 17. At that point, when he was talking, my dad had passed recently. So now I'm without a mother and a father. I also told you in my last story that my grandmother died 10 days after my mother died. So now I'm without. My grandfather had died when I was a kid. My grandmother, my mother died. My grandmother died. My father, no, my brother died. My youngest brother died 10 years after my mother. My father died, I believe, nine years after my brother. And in 2020, I lost my 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 next to the youngest brother also. So I sit in this world, like, thinking that, you know, I'm alone. Like, people would say, well, you got a wife and kids. You know, you can't be alone. But knowing that you don't have the strength of your family, your family, your immediate family, it's something that you have to, you know, that's really challenging. And because I was able to get that therapeutic um, start with this young kid, the next couple of losses allowed me to start getting help around myself. Because when it's enough when the person dies or um, they leave, and they're, if we go to the cemetery and we bury them, and then we don't want to remember them no more, then they die twice. So for years, my mother had passed twice because I didn't want to remember it. I didn't want to remember the moment. I didn't want to remember the time. I even forgot where the cemetery was. Wow. So at 17, of course, at 17, 17 year olds now, you know, of course, you know, if you look at 17 year olds now and what I was at 17, I should have had a memory of where the, where the cemetery was. And you, it, it, back in the day, they used to leave that plate inside the, the casket that had 
the birth date. It was a, it, it was like a steel, not a steel, but like a silver plate they used to put inside the inside the casket, and it had the the the, the birth date and their death date. And my dad brought that home, and for the life of me, we kept it in a drawer under so much stuff that we didn't even he wanted to bury the memory, not the memory of her life, but the memory of her death. So if you if you bury those memories, then how will you explain your parent? How would I begin to explain my parent? And just going through that little moment of when this young man expressed his feelings and then me then opening up and being able to find people, find I was working in a therapeutic mode. I was working at a hospital with nothing but therapists. So what I used to do then is I would go talk to the psychiatrist. I would sit down and talk to him and say, look, you know, I'm having these thoughts. I'm having this thought. I don't want to walk around angry all the time. I want to try to be better at being able to talk about my losses. And because he had went through the same similar losses, he was able to direct me into things that I needed to do. And one of the main things that he always talked about is talk about it. Start talking about it. Start talking about it till you can start making sense of, you know, you really can't make sense of the death portion, but you can make sense of how you're going to start moving forward. And from that day forward, I started looking at um, the loss a little different. I started getting up, and now I I, I officiate um, sometimes on, on, on in, in our service. And each moment, each time that I officiate, I get up and I call my parents' name out. I get up and say, you know, I give honor to Ruth and James Gladden. Now that my siblings are have been lost too, I I, I mention them. My mother-in-law passed, and I was able to mention her. Like, you know, I mentioned these people whose shoulder now I stand on. So now these memories are not unwanted. I want to remember every possible thing that I can remember. So then I can now pass those memories on so their memories now become a blessing. And we have a responsibility to have our loved one's memory become a blessing to somebody else. My children never met my mother. My children never met my mother. So how do I now explain my my mother to my children? So now my children know about their grandmother. So those are some of the things and and, and, and let's not be afraid. One thing, Rob, is people are now and I'm glad you that this segment is going on and I'm hoping not just for me before the world that people will hear about mental health and look at mental health just like you would look at if you were having a heart attack or if you had high blood pressure or if you had diabetes. Right. Because so long mental health was more like taboo. It wasn't like you, you people come in the hospital and whisper, oh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing voices. Right. I feel depressed. 
when you go in the hospital, when you go in the ER, they say, what are you here for? I'm having shortness of breath. I'm having, I'm having, uh, I feel like my heart is racing. I feel all these things. So mental health has to be, it has to be acknowledged just like these, these other ailments that we may have. And I always say this, and you know, and I don't want to be offensive to nobody religious. And really, I don't. I'm just talking from a human space is that if you're having issues and you're depressed, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, you know, we, we, we used to have prayer for that. You, you just come up and, and God is going to give you a better memory. God is going to help you. But we stop looking at God has given people the wisdom to, to help us in therapy. It's, go to the hospital. <laughs> you know, we have a spiritual church. No, go to the hospital too. You know, I don't have a problem with the spiritual church, but I also have, I have, I, I want you to go and get some, some therapy too. You know what I mean? And that's what I want to promote is therapy, getting therapy, getting therapy. Cause that's how I got to this space that I'm living in right now. And I can't tell you, man, it, it is amazing when you open up that, box where you had had clothes because the the memory was so traumatic for you right that now you can look at it as a breath of fresh air and 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 you know you have you know you have been through the same trauma that i've been through yeah absolutely and just talking to you just recently about your mom man it it was you already there you're already on a path where i hadn't gotten to for 20 years yeah, interesting you say that because um, when it came to, and I think it was more so of the proper preparation per se, a little uh-huh. bit of it. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still, no. there's still some some days where there'll be the ugly cry, um, which that's not going away. So you know, there's there's still going to be a an ordeal of well those important days are going to come up her birthday mother's day you know the holidays you're talking about uh, you know thanks thanksgiving christmas um new years you know you and it's interesting because when this happened the week of thanksgiving mm. it's almost a, it's almost a a thing where you're like Oh man, now I have to go through literally in days a Thanksgiving. I have to immediately <laughs> adjust because there's not going to be a Thanksgiving without her. Right. There's not going to be a Christmas. And we had to, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had to do a memorial service in the middle of that. So here we go again, still fresh on the heart. Well, it's always going to be fresh on the heart. But still, we're talking about you have to go through these holidays where this is the this is the time where you most spend with your family traditionally, right? Yep. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. You know, it's like, wow, I had to go through all this collection of holidays in immediate fashion in order for me to really come out of it and you know what you know what helped me come out of it the reason why i am in that space 
a little bit better. I'm in that space a little bit better because I had to do the work of, which is cleaning out of cleaning out her place. So I had to do mm. some traveling. I had to clean out her place, and um, when you did the clean, when you did the cleaning of the place, it was a little different for me. It, the way I had to kind of tackle this mental ordeal and try to move, try to move forward, which she asked me to do is move forward, right? So mm-hmm. I'm doing what she asked me to do. Are those days easy? No. But here's the part about it that got me into, which was the real therapy for me. The real therapy for me was cleaning out her place and being there all weekend, from Friday to Saturday to Sunday. Yep, I I had to do that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was cleaning out her place. But we left behind one picture. So the therapy for me was to place that picture. And that picture was from uh, the 2019 uh, Race for the Cure with what we call the Team Tam Tribe. And uh, it was the Race for the Cure. And she was coming across the finish line holding holding the uh, Race for the Cure banner and all of that. Wow. And wow. it was a picture where she was in the midst of that, and she had a smile on her face. Like, I, I think she was in the midst of saying, hey, we're going to finish this joint. You know, like, it looked like she was You're saying right. that. And I think I'm channeling her energy when I, I would like to bet that's exactly what she said. All right, all right, let's go. We're going to finish this joint. You know, that's a, the, wow. the, the, the bringing the Philly into it. We're going to finish this joint. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so when I had that picture – uh, that was the only one of hers left behind because we had me and my, myself and my brother uh, Jared had been in there the week before and we took all the right. sentimental pictures and everything or at least so we thought one picture was left over and I took that picture put it put it in the bed next to me and mm. I was able to sleep peacefully wow. and comfortably and by the next morning the sunlight was able to shine in brightly through the window, even though it had snowed the previous night. So here wow. I am, um, you know, okay, we get to work and, you know, we're cleaning out, cleaning up, cleaning up, cleaning up, you know, putting putting things in boxes, getting taking things down. Um, the, and most of those uh, things are coming to my, uh, to my place. So I'm like, they have to go somewhere. They're either going into garbage, they're going to somebody else, or they're going to me. They had no other option. So, but within that, when I got there, I did probably the, the, I had 30 minutes straight of ugly crying where I couldn't even see to get it all out, to decompress because I didn't really have time to do it in the midst of all of this. So what I'm saying is, is that, you know, everybody finds different ways to decompress once we finished that out and I was able to get that last cry in where I'm like, man, this is surreal. I'm not going to be able to come back to this place anymore. And we all, everybody in the room shared that crying moment. And then it was time to go that I was like, I, wow. I know I'm not going to be able to come back here again. 
and see her open up that door one one more time. You know, and wow. that that was where it 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 moved on for me. And then after that, I've been good because I know I'm doing yeah. what she asked me to do. And I think that's that's where things come into play where my mental may be in a different spot than anybody else's. However, however, it wasn't the case for me like that with my late grandmother in 2008. That took me years to get over because that was my first taste of anybody in the family close, super close, passing away. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, that, that that's, you know, and, 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 and just feeding off of that. I literally, my, my mom was the first person in her family to pass, um, her, her mother's child. And it was real, like, I think, you know, too, it was, that was 81 and man, they, they, they wished my mom stuff out of, out of her room. Like her sisters came in there, put everything down the basement and like thinking that if we don't see anything that we're going to be, we, 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 we can heal faster. Right. And the craziness is, is that's the worst possible move. It was the worst possible move for me. I, I can't think for everything because like you, I had to clean out my dad's place once he passed. And just like you, I walked into his apartment. I was there by myself initially. And then my, my, um, my, my stepbrother came over, my brother. He's a brother from another mother. Uh, it's actually Ezekiel's dad. Mm-hmm. Elton is my, my brother from another mother. He's been living with us. He lived with us when we were young. And, and you know, people can't say that we're not actual brothers. But right. uh, he came over there. He was with me the whole process when we when we lost my pop. And he came over. He got there a little late. And um, I had started. I went in the apartment and I started gathering up my pop stuff. And I had this, like, bellow cry. It was a cry that, you know, I, I wasn't able to cry at the funeral because I was in business mode. I had to take care, just like for my mom, I, I, I did most of the... You know, I, 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 I was sitting at the table when they was talking about what he, what things that you wanted to see done and all that. But for my brother and my dad, I actually, for my two brothers and my dad, I had to do the planning. I had to find a funeral home. I had to do all of the initial planning. So I didn't really have time to, like, do that actual cry, cry. I, 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 I we buried my dad where my mom is, so... When I went there to pay for them to open up the the, the, cement, the ground, I got a chance to just sit there on the ground, and I was just like, I was a mess. But then, like, a lot of times that tra- tra- um, transferring your emotions to, like, you in business mode, you got to make sure that you get this stuff done. And then after that, you can go and cry. And what's well, crazy enough, after my dad, we literally got on the road and went to Florida. And I'm thinking, I left the state. I'm going to Florida to kind of, you know, relax, get myself together. And I got there, and I was I was worse. I was sadder than sad. So, it's, you know, we want to get to a healthy space and whatever that. And you know what, too? We can't always put that healthy space in a box. We say, whatever you feel comfortable with, that is what you should pursue. That means we don't want these memories to be 
unhealthy or unwanted. We don't want these memories. We do want to change the process of these memories now not being wanted. But we want to change these memories to healthy memories because it is through us that they're going to be able to live um, the rest of their time. And then when our time is up, there's going to be somebody who's going to pick up our life and the person who who made us the life, and they're going to carry on our memories. So you don't want to just let that memory go to the ground. And, and, and I think, too, you know, if you belong to a, a, a healthy community, like the community don't want to see you sad. Right. So, you know, I remember coming in places and coming in service and literally the mothers of this, uh, the, the synagogue that, I, 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 that we attend, they mm-hmm. literally basically took us as their ch- children. They said, you know, anything that y'all need, we're going to be here for you. I remember, you know, each mother had prepared us dinner each night. I think they got together and they said, we're going to prepare y'all dinner. But what happens is that kind of support mm-hmm. is not long-lived. You understand? You you, you yes. get people at funerals that they say, you know, call me if you need me. Now, what is the likelihood that you're going to call somebody? Right? Good point. What is the real likelihood that you're going to pick up the phone and say, you know, I'm over here missing my mom. Is it anything that you can do for me? Yeah. I'm, o- I'm over here missing my dad. Is, is it anything that you can do for me? Right? Yeah. Because we don't, we're not really, unless someone is trained in that space, um, then what, what is that person going to tell you? Literally, you know, people want you to get better because they can't handle you being sad. They can't handle you being emotionally distressed. Right. So that is the reason that we should always search out mm-hmm. adequate therapy, adequate therapy that you can make that phone call and say, you know what, I, 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 I'm, I'm really feeling a little bad today. Is it something that you can help me with? Right. Or you can go in and make an appointment to see somebody. One thing I can say is God has blessed me with a circle of people who have been yes. through the same thing that I've been through. Yes. So I go to a synagogue with uh, brothers who've lost mom and dad, and I've been there as a support system for them, and vice versa. So we got brothers who've lost uh, mom, dad, brother, a, sis- a sibling, and I've been able to be a support system. And one thing I want to say in, like, starting to wrap up yes. is that one good thing that I got out of this, because you know how you'd be thinking and say, well, you know, what was I supposed to learn from that? Right. You know, and, and, and every time I get to, anytime I'm speaking to somebody, and anytime I get to this point, I just get emotional because I think, what, what was I supposed to learn at this? Right, exactly. One thing that I have learned, one thing that I have learned is that I'm a greater man than I could ever be. Yeah. And you say, well, how do you know that if you if you if you wasn't raised and your mom your mom your mom is gone? How, how do you know that? Right. I know one thing. My dad had to really, you know, those dads back in the day. My dad was the guy who worked all the time. My dad had two or three jobs, so we didn't see him all week. Mm. So mom was actually the one who was basically doing all the disciplining. She was the one who was doing all the cooking. 
He was yep. providing the, the meat for the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. But the emotional support mom was giving me. But when mom died, my dad had to change into somebody else that we didn't even know, but he was able to acclimate and be the father that I needed to, him to be. I didn't, I'm never going to say he stepped in and been mother and father because I'm really uncomfortable with that term. I'm uncomfortable with that term because my dad could not be a mother because he had no experience in being a mother. He's not a, a woman, so he doesn't have that experience. So, but he became this emotional being. And I remember him coming in the living room and telling me, he said, you know, it's just us. It's us against the world. And I never heard him speak like that to me in all of my life. And he was able to pour in the ingredients that I needed that my mom had left off with, but he poured in this other ingredients to make me a full, well-rounded person. And to this day, I say, what would I have been if my mom was living? My mom spoiled us rotten. Mm -hmm. So I always joke with my kids and say, if my mother was living, first my mother had all boys. Right. So he had all boys, and, and my dad had had we. I have a sister on my dad's side, so me and her become incredibly close. Um, growing up in these losses, um, one of the greatest things that I was telling my kids, I said, I always had this running joke with them. I said, Look, if your mm-hmm. grandmother had lived, I probably would be living in her basement. Mm-hmm. I said, So I would have raised yeah. my family in her basement because. We were inseparable. Right, exactly. She wouldn't have wanted me to leave. And if I left, she'd be mad. And I wouldn't have wanted to leave her at all. Right. So one of the prime things, because there's always a lesson behind trauma. Right. Is that I became this unbelievable man. Right. I'm not, I want to make my family, my family is number one to me. You understand? Yeah. Providing for my family is number one to me. It's key to me. And when I have these kids, when my kids are around me, and when they're with me, I have this emotion that runs to me that I can't even explain. Mm-hmm. So that I have because I had to learn fast. I had to learn how to pay bills. I had to learn how to be responsible for our my clothes, my eating, my everything. We all had to change. We had to all make a, a dramatic change. Also, I be able, I've been able to think on my feet. I don't get down all the time. Because I've been through these horrible losses, I'm just like, you know, another day is coming. Once I get, I can sleep through the night and get through the day and get to the next day, I believe a change can happen. Absolutely. So... You know that's that's basically my story. You know, I, I, I you know, I am a professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I am a professional, and I was able to go back and get my bachelor's degree, which I was first. I'm the first of James and Ruth Gladden's children, and the only ch- child who has gotten their bachelor's degree. My daughter has a master's degree. My wife has a master's degree, um, and I have a daughter now in college. I have another daughter who's. Um, and and um, went to real estate school. Also mm-hmm. did some time in college. Nice. And my son, he has a year to go to get his bachelor's degree. And I have a little daughter who's a, a soccer star. So, nice. You know, I have been able to be. I've been blessed beyond measures. 
You know what I mean? And I had to really, really end my spiritual life has grown mm -hmm. dramatically because I had to now trust in God myself. I couldn't depend on mommy and daddy because now I have to tr trust God and learn him for myself. And finding him now, finding him and being a servant of his has given me the ultimate joy. So, you know, Rob, I, it, it has been a pleasure. Yes, I appreciate this opportunity. Yes. And I tell you, please, whenever there's an opening, please allow me to come back. It's just, it's, 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 this is an, an amazing opportunity yes. for me because um, I'm always willing to be out and on the front line telling people first about being better, getting better, and also about the greatness of whatever, uh, you know, spiritual life you have, whatever spiritual life, because our world is being taken over now. It's a little different now out here. I, I mean, Philadelphia, like it's killing every day. And I am glad to just be a part, you know, a, be a part of stuff that's positive. And this is a positive venue. So I thank you again for this opportunity. No problem. And, um, man, it has been a pleasure talking yes. to you. And yes. I hope this is not our last time. We, You know, we got to do that Germantown catch-up. Yeah, right, you right, know, right. <laughs> <laughs> and where can they find you and follow you in what, social media? Well, Maybe actually, they can connect. I, I, I have my... my um, my social media, I don't even, I'm on Facebook, Norman Gladden. Just look me up, Norman Gladden. I'm on Facebook. I don't have no ID. I, you know, I, my kids tell me I need to get more <laughs> involved, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, I'm on, I, I am on Facebook at Norman Gladden. So you'll see a picture of my mom. That is me. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm welcome to that. Absolutely. I welcome that. Absolutely. Phenomenal job. Thank you so much. <laughs> for being on the Mental Health Monday Summer Series on the holiday. Thank you for taking time out of this this Monday, at being at a holiday, to uh, do this with us, and uh, it is greatly appreciated. And uh, thank you so much. So now, thank in you the, too. no problem. In the meantime, between time, coming up next at the bottom of the hour, of course, the Summer Series continues with Mindset Monday Coach Tandra is the guest this morning from Excellence I Am and Excellent It Will Be. Mindset Monday in the Summer Series presented by Paradigm Shift, Marathon of the Mindset, the new book by Coach Jarvis Jordan, which is on Amazon, coming up next. <laughs> 